Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 10, episode 30. Uh, Bad news. We're no longer the highest placed London club in the Premier League. Good news. We're still a top six Premier League club tonight. We're holding in on by our fingernails in sixth place, but just one point on the same points as Chelsea in fifth place and just one point off of Liverpool, I hear you say. With me tonight is John. Where are you? What are you doing? Good evening, Sean. I'm in my loft talking to you. Um, also is Nigel. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in the kitchen. Oh. Kitchen man. And uh, hearing those dulcet tones already, uh, Kenny Town Lynn, where are you? What are you doing? Good evening. In the studio doing a podcast with you guys. Um, George and Jessica are not on the podcast tonight. Um, did he have a hot date tonight? John, what, what was? I don't uh, know. I, I don't, tell you. I, what, I don't. I tell you li- what's live up. With him, sure. Yeah, I know. I tell you what's up. What's up? He was up watching the Super Bowl last night, so he's probably a bit tired because well, he does like a bit. Of Super I was Bowl. just going to say that because um, I fell asleep in the third quarter for about forty-five minutes and woke up halfway through the fourth quarter, and then I was managed to see it through to the end, which was about quarter past three. Okay, he does like his Super Bowl. So no, it was a good game. It was it was very good game. Enjoyable. Good game. Anyway, it's not a, it's not an NFL podcast. It is a football podcast, and we have one game to discuss. Uh, we played uh, the Cottagers or the Lily Whites. Which are they? I, I Lily Whites, the Spurs. I thought if you look at Wikipedia, they're also called the Lily oh, Whites as well. This is your problem. This is like the day. Did you look up how many games you got a ban? Oh, more of that Wikipedia. later. We discuss yeah. that. We discuss that later. Yeah. FA rule book, by the way. Yeah. Um. So I tell you what, Nigel. Let's start with you, right? Respect the point. One point from safety. Thirty-nine points. Yeah. Um. 
save the real talking point to later. I'm sure we'll have a discussion on it. But talk about the game apart from the sending off. Yeah, was it? Yeah, don't do a lot of You know how I hate that dead air thing, Nigel, because I really do hate it. No, because a warning just popped up on me, but it it, it seems to be all right. We'll we'll crack on. Um, (laughs) Sorry, yeah. I was looking at this warning light flashing up on me back to it's a good oh, start, everyone. Stay tuned. Good start. Yeah, stay tuned. More of dead air. What was that again? <laughs> Len, Len, uh, yeah. back to you late. You've missed your chance. Len, what did you think of, uh, uh, the, what did we call them? The cottagers. Uh, well, they had everything except a, a finish, didn't they, really? I yeah. did say for your, you asked me for the prediction. I said, expect us to do a lot of defending, which I felt that we did, and I, I was expecting that. Um, I mean, if they could finish the ball, they finish the, you know, put it into the net, then we'd have been in banging trouble because we didn't do great against them last time. And I think you've got to give Fulham a little bit credit for that. I know it's a tougher game to get up for, for us. Um, I don't think it was as bad as... I think, didn't we score, just remember, just, you'll remember... Um, did we end. score right in like injury time on the last game and it was nil nil? No, they missed a penalty. No, they missed a penalty. Oh, they missed a penalty. That's it. Look, but we didn't we score in last. We did score late. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay. A lot oh, happened in that game, and consequently, not a lot happened as far as we were concerned in this game. But four points from six, not too bad. Um, well, pretty good actually. So nothing to Where get. Where did it all go wrong then? You know, <clears> we, we were we complacent. I think everybody no. had us down for, for no, the, I don't this think win. So. Well, most people did. I think I you even think... said one nil. Well, I was only say... to piss you off. I really thought we was going to be nil nil. No, um, I thought it was going to be a tough game. I don't think we were complacent. Um, I think I remember them being quite good in midfield and actually running the midfield in the first game they played and they weren't too far off of that in the second game um, I can't really put my finger on what the problem was we didn't look as energetic but I'd like to give Fulham a bit of credit to be honest I thought they played quite well very well uh, there's one of their players oh, he's, I can't um, remember his name anyway, yeah, what did you bad. think of um David Moyes, um, he, he kept with Jesse Lingard. He went and made yeah. one change, brought in Bowen for Fredericks. Could he done anything different? Um, Not really. I thought it was a side that we was always expecting to see. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask the next think, presenter think, about substitutions. Oh, so. oh, I, um, I think uh, Lingard probably... Not bad. I mean, he was still doing what he'd done against uh, Villa, uh, keeping a bit closer to Antonio and and um, um, Ben Rama. I think you can see Ben Rama blossoming around him because he's going to get plenty of action, even from some loose balls that Lingard's creating. Hmm. But I think quite clearly uh, on the first match, there was a bit must have been a bit of adrenaline by Lingard because it wasn't yeah. quite as energetic, but, you know, if 
Fulham are going to move the ball around quickly and keep a little bit more possession, then he's not going to get the ball so much and he's not going to appear as effective. But that can Before happen. Before we move to John, 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 Mikel Antonio, um, what, what was what was going on there? Um, the he, he wasn't. The sorry, I, I was just. Uh, I didn't have you talking to me, or John. Uh, he just really couldn't get into the game. He, he didn't, didn't, did he? He didn't look fit, in my my view. Maybe um, he's a bit tired. Honestly, Moyes pulled him off, um, and he seemed to sort of pull up short on a run. Although Moyes denied it, I'll be very surprised if he plays tomorrow. But more of that later. Um, who was your man of the match? Finally, then, Len, before we move well, on for to us. Go. Um, I would say, I would say Ogbonna, but enough, no one screams out. I think Fabianski, uh, um, I know he didn't have a lot to do really, did he? All the shots went straight to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think Declan Rice is a bit off colour. Who hit the ball? Oh, that was was Kufau. Or Kufau. Yeah. Kufau. Yeah, Sufau. With yeah. a header. Yeah, you're right. So, Or did he? Sufau yeah, did it. Beautiful right. game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was oh, a bore draw. Come on. I, I thought it was a dull. Let's move to John. The bar. Um, John, um, Hello, I'll give you the stat attack. Oh, West Ham had 39% of the possession, obviously meaning the, uh, not the Lily Whites, but the, uh, what did we say they are? The Cottagers had 61. <laughs> they had... 20 shots, two on target. We had eight shots, one on target. Where, where did it all go wrong, Johnny boy? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I said to you... Easy three right, points. Well, I said on the it? group, I did say on the group, if we were consistent, we'd be top of the league, wouldn't we? Because we're like, you know, after the sort of emphatic display against Villa, yeah. which I think, I think it infused everybody with the addition of Lingard, where I'd come on here and said, you know, he, he's a decent player, but he can't finish, and then he scores two goals. So, you know, I've, you see that lineup of sort of Lingard, Bowen, Ben Rama up front of Antonio. You know, you think that's an Just attacking team. Yeah, you think that's an attacking team. That that's enough to to put the fear into any yeah. team. I can't remember the last time we didn't score a goal. Yeah, and then you sit there, you sit there with the platform of Suchek and Rice, and you sort of think, you know. We sh- we should win this. They're like fifteen points, a little bit of seven or eight points adrift. Burnley, they are fighting for their life. They are yeah. a, a good Hard footballing out an outfit. But you know, you you, you the, the euphoria of the other game. You're sitting there hoping that we're going to get a win, and then the realization comes that it's that West Ham that's turned up and not the Villa West Ham. Yeah. So you know, you can't complain. We're one point away from safety, and yeah. You know, and if we were consistent, we'd be properly challenging. So, I, so I, it could be a mixture of so many things. There's so many games; they're coming thick and fast. Yeah, yeah, you're they right. Could, Let's could talk about knackered. substitutions. Uh, Fifty-six minutes, very strange run to make uh, a move so early after half time. He pulls off Bowen, uh, pulls on um, Noble, pulls off Ben Rama, brings on Yarmolenko. Yeah. Did you get that one? 
Well, again, it could, you know, they were dominating. They were dominating the ball, weren't they? Again, if they could finish, they they would have won that game. Did it help bringing on Noble for Bowen and um didn't and make much difference to anything, did no, it really? It I mean, pl- certain players, I mean, Antonio's looking off colour at the minute. He's not... Well, I was about to say, and then on the 74th minute, he pulls off Antonio and puts on Fredericks. What was that about? Well, again, yeah, it's... Well, then Why he's not put on Lanzini? More, well, something more, more attacking. Yeah, it's using the squad. I mean, I say the games are coming thick and fast and it just it sort of shows the, the the lack of depth, really. I mean, who yeah. could he bought? He could have bought on Lanzini. Fournals, obviously, was unused. Yeah, I was surprised um, Fournals didn't get on because he's, you know, yeah. by his very nature, he's energetic. I would have bought one. You know, if you were going to bring on, I would have bought on Fournals instead of Noble. Uh, for, and, and when he brings and, and maybe Lanzini on, instead of Yarmolenko. Well, when he brings Yarmolenko on, he, you know, Yarmolenko hasn't got a lot of pace. He's got a lot of flicks and tricks, but not a lot of pace. He maybe should get him more up front if he's going to be our backup striker. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it was just, it just I find it a little bit frustrating because you just know that. Well, from in, in our world, Sean, where we in the groups and things we live in, if we'd have had two more points, it would have kept the Chelsea boys shut for a little longer. Oh, oh yeah, that <laughs> was a shame. That know, was a shame because we we know a lot of Chelsea boys, and uh, being the top team in London was a uh, you know we knew we wouldn't be there forever, but no. you know it was great because they they kept it shut, and and we're on the same points. They're just ahead of us. Yeah. All it just always sort of feels a little bit like. You know, yeah, living the dream, living the dream. It was sort of like the, we had the similar performance that we had against Liverpool, as opposed to the performance that we had against Villa. And At least we're by Spurs still. You never and, know and what you're going to get, John. Yeah, that's great. Um, your man, West Ham man of the match. Yeah, again, same with Len. It's like no, it's got to be a defender because we did mostly defending. So I'll I'll go with Sue Fowl. Yeah, there you go. okay. Ogbonna put picked up a yellow card actually, um, oh. but uh, one of our players got a red card. Did we? Then yeah. Well, that? we're going to talk about that in the minute. Okay. Um, you've been patiently waiting because you missed, you fluffed your first chance, Nigel. Uh, what, you, what do you want to say about the game? Well, I think I said last week I knew it'd be tight. Fulham played a good football. Last time I said I wouldn't mind Scotty Parker managing us. At some point, you sound like you're in a toilet. By the way, do I? That's a bit better. That's cool. better. This, yeah. this new mic, you got to direct. You got to direct oh, it the right way. We lost him. Yeah, yeah it's got a mute button, not actually Prince. So we'll... <laughs> Go on then. Um, so, I think if Fulham had a striker, they probably would. I still think they'd be in the bottom three, but. They might be more in touch with the teams above them. Out of the three teams down there, Fulham are the team that look like they're going to, or they look like they'll have more of a fight of staying up compared to the other two. Who, let's face it, they're two teams I'd like to see go down for a start for for, for yeah, different I reasons. Um, I, I, you know, I would like to see Fulham stay up. I like Parker the way he sets his team up, the way he plays. I thought it was a good point for us, to be honest. Any point away from home should be um, 
uh, not not celebrated, but should be accepted as as we've done okay out of the game. Fulham obviously had more chances. The last time we played in weather like that, I think it was against Stockport, and we struggled as well. I, I don't know if we don't like playing in the rain. <laughs> um, but against Fulham, I think we had. I think we tried to catch them on the break. And it didn't really work out because they defended really well. They'd obviously wised up. But good all-round performance. Substitutions, I'm not I'm not going to criticise him. Bringing on Noble, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get that substitution, I must admit. But um, apart from that, a good, you know, I was quite pleased with a point. We're still, you know, we've lost once this year still. Um, the only thing is, is, is that when you look at it, is especially if you look at the, the teams that we've drawn with, you know, like we drew with Brighton, now we're drawn with Fulham. If you look at it and you think, oh, we should have won them games, when especially where Brighton were and where Fulham are, you think, right, should have won them. Well, give us four extra points, then we'd be sitting on the tails of Leicester. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It feels like missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah it's and and that's. I think that's what I've, why a lot of fans are disappointed because you, you take the game individually and you think actually I'm happy with a point, but but then you look at it in the baby context steps. of of where we'll be as the season. No, that's right, baby steps. But normally get carried away. That problem no, is we get more, carried away. I don't away. get carried away. I say, look, if we finish. 10th, but with 62 points, that's a good improvement on the season because yeah. we don't often break the 60-point barrier. It's possible we've only mm-hmm. done it once in the Premier League anyway. So if you look at the points tally rather than league position, then you've probably seen West Ham win more games than you normally see, not lose as many yeah. as we normally lose. So everything yeah. on a holds back progression. But... Yeah. This is that... What could have been. Well, this is, again, with the 2015-16 season, we finished seventh. We had our best ever Premier League season for points, goals and goal difference. But was that a missed opportunity? Because We did it again was, then, didn't we? we that's did, what I'm we, saying. We, yeah, we did. We blew it then by losing to Swansea and by losing to Stoke on the last day. Um, two teams that we should have beat. Give us those six points. I know, but but like you, someone said at the beginning. I think it was Len. It might have been John. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to play. It's difficult to play a team that's fighting for their life. And you know, they stopped us oh. playing their game. You know, they did stop us playing our game, and I think they, their tactics worked very well. I didn't think they were going to score, um, but equally. Generally, I also wasn't that impressed with Loftus Cheek. I expected yeah, more out no, of him. I, I thought he was a bit class, and and because f- we've been linked with Loftus Cheek, Mitrovic, obviously we've been linked. Well, with. We need to so, turn the um, other cheek, don't we? When it comes to uh, him, um, Mager is it Mager? Josh well, Mager. He, he was a Major. He, you know, he came on. I know he only came on for the last eleven minutes, but he he was a. I mean, he didn't. I well, we'll see. What you know, obviously wasn't ready. What, we'll what, what does say is that. I think normally the teams lower down that are fighting for their lives pick up more points in the second half of the season than they do in the first. Yeah. So, but the, the the mad thing is, is that when you look at it, is that the concertina in effect of the season, 
I bet there's never been a Premier League where there's only been about 20 points between team that's 17th and the team at the top. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange thing. Anyway. And that's why, while normally I would urge caution and saying, you know, baby steps, let's, let's grow the club organically, this actually could be the one season where with a bit of an extra push, you may get that top four. It'll only be for one season. We'll fall out of it again. But when you look at the prize money for a place and just being in the qualifying of the Champions League, the money that that would do to a club like West Ham could Well, look what it's done with Leicester. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, but Leicester took their chance, didn't they? That season, we didn't. Go and get Costa. There's a divergence there, isn't there? Well, do you want Costa? We'll come to that later, John. Let, let's talk <laughs> about the elephant in the room. Um, all right, Sean. Well, I'm sure all right, I'm, are you? I thought you was losing, uh, mate. Uh, the elephant in the room is the sending off. Oh. See, it happened late, 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 late into injury time. Made no difference to the game at all. Um, obviously, the card has been rescinded today. Uh, I don't think I've heard anyone stand up for Mike Riley and Lee Mason. Um, who who had been uh, involved be. in? Sorry, what did I say? Mike Riley. Mike Riley, you're right. Mike Riley's in the head of the um, um, referees. The referees. Mike yeah. Dean and, and Lee Mason, who was on VAR duty, um, they'd been involved in an incident against Southampton and uh, Man United, where Southampton had asked that they never referee a Southampton game again, and yet he, he's involved in. Um, controversy again he he uh, lee mason who who sent off um uh an out of itch um i remember the last time um was told uh mike dean to look at var go and look at it because he thought he had a clenched fist when he raised his arm and grazed uh mitrovic's face um, and of course, he went down like a sack of shit. By the he way. went down like mm. a, I mean, to be fair, you could see him going to over to the ref, going, "No, no, 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 don't send him off." You know, yeah, yeah, afterwards, just, but half of it wouldn't have happened if he hadn't rolled about. Let's start with you, did. Nigel. We're going to come to each of you, Nigel. I'm sure you're going to say, "VAR, be careful what you wish for." Your bed, you lie in it. Yeah, are you? Oh, well, you know I am. Well, then say it. Go on. No, VAR, careful what you wish for. You made your bed. You got to lie in it. <laughs> yeah, no, but the, uh, this is what happens. You know, I've had people f- throw at me that, which I suppose, in a way, is that it's not technology's fault; it's the implementation of it. But if you're having the technology, someone's got to implement it. Computers can't make the decision. The one thing that stuns me is that one criticism of the referees originally with the VAR was they weren't going over to the touchline and using the screen. Now, that's been changed. But he watched it 22 times in slow-mo. Not one repeat was done in live mode. And I can't see how it took him 22 times. The the big thing for me I never understand with referees is that if the elbow used was of such force on Mitrovic, to do to force him to go down like he witnessed because it happened right in front of him and this is what I don't get yeah, I know. he had a clear view of that it was right in front of him that would have left a mark on Mitrovic's face and he would have had to have had attendance on the pitch from the physios 
The fact is, he had no attendance on the pitch. He got up, and as you can clearly see on the TV cameras, not a mark on him. All he had to do was walk over and just look at Mitrovic's face, and he would have seen that actually there was nothing in it. That's, it's a simple thing, and this is my criticism of the referee. The problem is, it's funny you mentioned Mike Riley, is what people don't know, and we don't know, is what pressure is put on referees from Mike Riley and the PGML, the people that run the referees, they get directives. The problem is we never hear from them. They they had a bit of pressure today. I mean, it would have been uproar if if they'd have said it wasn't a clear and obvious. And and Mike Dean has now said he's asked not to referee next week because him and his family have had death threats on social media, which I think a little bit too far. I mean, Christ, it's only football. A little bit too far. Just a little bit, Sean. Well, all right. Look, look I get death threats all the time. It's all part of being on social media. I'm not do sure you, Sean? Do you get death threats? Oh, I have had a number of death threats over the years, yeah. Can I point out, it's not part and parcel of being on social media. I've never oh, had is it a not? death threat, no. <laughs> no. Oh. oh, okay. Okay. I, I, it was, obviously, it's illegal, and it's wrong, and, and I feel sorry for Mike Dean, but... Um, Pop quiz, hot shots. Um, I, I wrote this on Clarence Hube, so I know none of you no, have read this. Um, who are the... F- Mike Dean has sent off four other West Ham players. Each one of them has been wrong as well. Can you name the player, the opposition and the year? No, point? of course we can't. No, I can't, no. Cuyuti? Uh, no, no. No? The last well, one, all right, I'll Q-U-E. start with... The last one was against Aston Villa in 2019. Captain Zalas sending off. Noble. Masuaku. Do you remember? Second yellow. No. No. Second yellow. Uh, it was a draw, nil-nil draw. He sent Masuaku off uh, for a second yellow, which everybody said was harsh at the time. Um, yeah, twenty. I think there was 23 minutes left. Before that, um, it's a player no longer with us. 2017, Manchester United. Oh, who made the foul? This player was sent off, but the FA... Faguli. well done. Faguli. He was sent off, the FA overturned it afterwards. Right, year before, 2016, against... um, It was a challenge against Harry Kane. No. And it was against, obviously, Spurs, 2016. And uh, another West Ham player got sent off. Yeah. He recently, he, he recently went on loan. Not me. Nigel Kahn, then. Um, it's too near the biscuit it's, tin. It's, that's what it is. Yeah, it's it's he recently went out. on loan to Brentford. You would have thought, clue. wouldn't you? Some of the guys on every bit of media in the land would be uh, a bit more professional. I just forgot. I, was, I have this bad habit of folding up the wrappers. That's the problem. <laughs> 2016. Against 2016. Harry Kane. Yeah. Noble. And he's just gone on, gone on loan to Brentford. Oh, Winston Reid. Oh, how did you get that? Finally, he's got like Brentford. They've only got one player. Like <laughs> it's a family. joke. It was a joke. Finally, look, try and get this one. Nigel, 2003, he was sent off for a professional foul on Arsenal 
while ignoring Dennis Burkamp, who smashed Lee Bowyer in the face. Oh, 2003. I don't think it was low mass. Um, it was low mass. It, it was, was low mass. Yeah. Yeah. Low mass. yeah, that was sort of rung a bell. It wasn't low mass, you said, but it was low mass. There you go. I'm and each one, the, the, those five sending offs, basically all at the time, obviously VR didn't exist on the other four, were all said to be harsh. Two of them overturned. Oh, I like, okay. I like Mike Ding as a referee. Do you? I, he I looks like just like a carrot, though, doesn't he? I like his yeah. passion for the game. I like the fact that he's different. I think we need referees to sort of like that. If you watch him at a Tranmere game, he's brilliant to watch. So he's obviously got a passion for the football. Yeah, can, then, He can he can referee down that league, then. Well, yeah, he can, he obviously, can do the though, there is, you know, that was a bad decision. And this is where I say we've got to come but, out. But and after a week of say, bad decisions. I mean, he oh, made no, a no. bad decision. But my argument is, let's hear from him. Sean, if you remember when we spoke to Keith Hackett, he explained yeah. that Tony yeah. Gale sending off was there'd been a directive. Yeah. Well, but we never heard well, that at the time. May, maybe, so, I saw someone, this is not my idea. Maybe referees need to give press conferencing. That's what I just said. If we heard from them. Oh, did you say that? That's what I said. If we heard from them after the game where they could explain, just explain what the thinking is behind it. At the end of the day, you have to, in fact, is they're human. They will make mistakes. Players make mistakes. Managers make mistakes. We make mistakes. come on. Come on. And I'm going to move on to John now because I want to hear what John says. John... How could he look? I understand missing it in the heat of the moment, although it was right in front of him, as as Nigel said. But he looked at it for a good two or three minutes, you know, the Mike Dean show, and still (laughs) set him off. That I don't get. I mean, I hear what Nigel said. He's he's a good referee and he likes him because he's different. But how can he not see what everybody, every other sofa armchair pundit, every celebrity, everybody in football said. Uh, See, the the thing with it, what it raises is the real concern about VAR. I mean, VAR was there to prove beyond doubt certain things. But the bottom line is, is when you've got a level of incompetency from Mason in in the actual VAR booth to Dean on the pitch, then you just can't the the level of actual refereeing standards just needs to be looked at and they need to do something about it because when you've got these tools to hand and yet you still make mistakes like that they there can't be anything more embarrassing for the whole organization yeah. than to overrule a VAR ruling yeah and afterwards like it's been done today that just puts the whole thing into some kind of level of jeopardy and it needs to be looked at. And personally, I don't like Mike Dean. I mean, my opinion of him, it was Man United game when Ibrahimovic was offside and goals were given and all, you know, and it, it all became about him. And he... It, I, it does seem to be, doesn't like it? it. There, there seems to be a little bit of the ego about him that he's not afraid to be I, a I don't mind You've got to have an ego, I would have thought, to be a referee, but he, he, he seems to be a bit more than most and so, i just i just think that it really does put into question would you, you retire him and, and put or, or you know 
give oh, them a three-match ban from the Premier can, League? Or they, they should be some he kind can be of taken off the list. By the way, he can. Yeah, you know, Mike Riley some, can remove him. There should be some repercussion based on the, on this week where he's he's sent off that Bednarik for Southampton. I saw that, well, and I didn't even think. Yeah, that was well, a Lee penalty. Mason, by the way, is that fourth official tomorrow night at Old Trafford, which I think is. You know, maybe they changed that. I don't know, but it seems well, a bit it just it, 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 the whole thing. I don't know if they can do. They can take him off the list, but they can only replace him if they got play uh, referees coming up. You know, but yeah. it really does. It's, I mean, it's the whole point the is, is it? it's they're the, professional referees. You know, ten years ago or however long it was, the, the whole reason they set up this professional referee is because obviously, you know, the old thing in. In yeah, our days on um, the terraces, they yeah. were all amateurs, you know. They used to come, whatever their job was, and, and they'd get like 95 you, quid for their um, for a fee, wouldn't they? Did you did you see the clip that was flying around on Twitter of the Australian, when they, the Australian football, where he gets called over to the VAR screen on, on the pitch, no. and then the mics go live. So you can hear, like the VAR talking to the referee on the pitch and you can hear their discussion. He changed it from yellow to red, didn't he, in that? Yeah, he does. He said, you know, if a look, he goes, all oh, right, yeah, that is serious foul play. That first offence is a red, isn't it? And he said, yes, I agree. And that's, you know, and that would, would be useful to be able to hear what they're yeah, actually to talking hear it. about. Ref Mike, didn't, don't they do ref that on, on rugby? Rugby, yeah. Where, where yeah. you hear the referee talking it just, all the time. It just well. needs to be... Because the the, the the theory of VAR works, the impl- implementation of it has been a, a complete and utter failure. So they either I, get rid of it. I agree. I'd like to go one step further. I I don't want to just hear the ref. I want to hear the fourth official, the linesman, and speak and the and the link to Stockley Park, if it is in Stockley Park still, with Lee Mason. What he actually says to uh, Mike Dean. Well, they they've said on the telly that he was talking about look to look at his clenched fist. Well, you there know. was no clenched fist. No, no he did. He had a clinch. He had a clenched fist. Yeah, but he wasn't like a. It wasn't like. Well, it is. Party. I mean, he, he's such he a big. His hands. Yeah, he's six like foot four. A, a he, he was being grasped by Mitrovic, and and he lifted up his arms just to sort of yeah, shrug him right. away. That's you know? right. But this is the anyway. thing where, where they're not looking at it, and this is the thing where he says, "What." The thing about VAR is, the fact that it stands for Video Assisted Referee, people saying we've got to do away with referees, ref, you know, referee and other referees. But that's the whole point of it. It's not Video Assisted Ref Bar Player, mm. you know, and that's what people saying, oh, get ex-pros in. How many ex-pros get slaughtered for being pundits? People. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and this yeah. Is the thing with it. Although where, uh, I did like Jamie Redknapp sticking up for us. And, well, uh, yeah, but of course well, he did. Because it, really, it was a ridiculous decision. But every, even Gary Lineker, everybody. There, were, yeah, yeah. there was only two people that saw that as a red card. And that's Lee. Who, who was it? Oh, like those two, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm no conscious one. we haven't come to Len. Len, have you got anything to add? I'm sorry we've sort of taken up all no, the time. No, it's all right. Uh, I, I did speak about the following game. I'm quite surprised we've been speaking for over an half an hour about a nil-nil and we haven't even mentioned the Villa game. That's really my concern, which was a wonderful performance. 
We're going to talk about we, uh, that and not bother. I thought, I thought we... Well, no, um, we should cover that. If we, Sean was doing his job properly, he'd realise we had well, two games. Well, it, it, it didn't seem like Sean. He's, he's, no. he, I thought we'd well, forgotten you know it. But... Sometimes there's so many bloody games. I forget which ones we covered it and which ones we like didn't. It's not going um, as well. We don't know what day it is, do you? Well, I, I was going to do them in reverse order, so we end up on a high. Yeah, yeah. Right. It you um, was. Let's, I'll tell you what, Len, let's start with you. That's a great linkage. Um, what do you think of the Villa game, then, <laughs> Funny you should say that. I thought we were fantastic. Um, really good. Really good. Uh, Lingard made, for me, made all the difference. He was the, the cement between the bricks. Uh, not actually much else changed with the, 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 the shape that we played, but he just was that conduit that, Catalyst. Yeah, that all action kind of positive player that I spoke about the week before, like McAvenny was, with that inertia that just made everything better. It made Antonio better. He had a player close to him. It made Ben Rama better. It it, it helped um, Rice and Suchek in position. Just fabulous. Just a fabulous performance really enjoyable football not looking like we was ever going to lose and I, I said three minutes in mm. I said um, Lingard's doing that thing that I said that defending from the front that we need we're no way going to lose this game and I just thought it was fantastic and he is that he is that one in the ball um, the first thing he done was to take the ball into his right foot and have a shot a goal hits the target. And really, his two goals really should have been saved. But if you don't shoot, you don't score. And look at the difference it makes. Okay, we never really carried that onto Fulham. But, you know, you, and you could goal be a big guy getting like that. as well. I mean, um, yeah. I saw Absolutely. a stat, and I, I thought I didn't quite believe it, but I'm sure it's true, that he's got the most goals in the Premier League of non-penalty goals. Yes, as a midfielder. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. As a midfielder. Now, I thought I Salah right. is, a, is a midfielder. Hasn't he not scored more than eight? Who? Salah's not a midfielder. He's a striker. Is he, though? Technically, in my fancy league, yeah. he, he counts as a midfielder. So is he well, a midfielder like or a striker? He's like Antonio playing as a striker. Oh, so well, if it's, if it's like that, Sean, then you must be right. Obviously, if you can, is he a midfielder? I mean, yeah, no, the rest a, of football's got it all wrong, Sean. Because obviously, <laughs> you put him in midfield, so he must be a midfielder. Well, I only go what it says. When it comes to other football games, uh, uh, football teams, I only really know what's on fancy uh, football. He's a good diver. He's good at that. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway. What, um, is, that's what VAR should, and, and this is the most annoying thing. It is obvious Mitrovic took a dive. Yeah. yeah. By, by, you can see by the, the fact that there was no mark. So you know he's embellished what happened. We're getting it with Grealish. We're getting it with Salah. The, the things the fans want to see stamped out with by using VAR, they're totally ignoring. Well, that penalty, that Salah penalty, the ref didn't even refer that. He just gave it. They didn't even look at it. 
And, and this is why I've never, well, this is one of the reasons why I never wanted technology because they have to justify its use. The fact that they're now paying more referees to referee games, it's almost like they've got to justify its use. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Villa game. Uh, mm. Stat attack, 20 shots, 10 on target for West Ham, nine on uh, nine shots, two on target for Villa. They had 58, uh, 57% of possession. We only had 43. Um, but um, a very good game, a game John. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, of course. Soufal uh, had Grealish in his back pocket, didn't he? Yeah, Soufal and Fredericks was the tactical master plan by Moyes. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was just a great performance. That's what I was saying earlier. From that to this was very disappointing on Saturday. But it's boring first half, I felt. I I nearly gave up on the first half. I must have watched the film. Yeah. Really? Oh, dear, oh, Lord. Hmm. Uh, Strange. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I I just thought it was a really good... It's all about goals, and all the goals came in the second half. Well, it's not the first all about goal goals. came on it's 51. About, it's about seeing how we're doing. And no, how no, you're right. Jesse Lingard looked good, but I just didn't think it was going to happen for us in the first half. It, I, thought we looked, we I thought we looked good. I thought it was a great performance. Me and, me and George couldn't understand when that, that Mings cleared that ball off the line, Antonio's lob, when he went flying into the goal. We couldn't understand why. how that, that wasn't a corner. Why was I know that not why. a corner? Why? Because... The referee, when Mings hit the back of the net, he screamed out in pain. The referee blew the whistle, thinking he'd, he'd injured himself before the ball had crossed the line. So the game was restarted with a goal kick. Ah, there you go. We were, we were confused about that. You could have put that, put that out there and cleared that up for us, Nigel. Uh, yeah, it was something I only found out because I did look into it because I was confused the same as we all were at the time. Like, what happened? Why was he not there? But yeah, it was a great, great performance. Good. Who was goals. your man in the match? Lingard. Yeah, he was. I, I had a bet was. on him actually. I had I had a bet on him scoring, so I won a little uh, cheeky bet for uh, Lingard. Would you have Eight a pound to one on it? Score. A, I had two pounds. Oh, two pounds. Cool. I had another two pound on him to score this uh, against Fulham. That didn't quite come off, but. I like, I like to have a little cheeky two pound on. So you're only six uh, quid up now. I've I've had Dawson as well. Sometimes I have a pound on Dawson if I really want to push the boat out. Ooh. Nigel, yeah, Villa, the villains. As I put in my West Ham till I die article. Oh, do you write for West Ham till I die? That's funny you should say that, Sean. Yeah, I do write for West Ham till I die. <laughs> um, th- for me, that was almost. Complete performance by West Ham under David Moyes. Defensively, we snuffed them out. We had bodies in the box every time. They they tried to play it through us. They couldn't do it. The fact that Grealish kept swapping one wing for another because he was getting no no joy either side. And Moyes had done his own work. Great tactical bit of play, I thought, bringing Fredericks in. Thanks for that. And... Um, as I said, it sort of sets the benchmark for me for what we judge Moises West Ham against because we know we can pull out a performance like that. Um, hopefully, 
will continue on that vein because for me, it's the best performance of the season as a team. As a team, and I, I agree. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't pick really. I struggled to pick one player that didn't. The, the funny thing about it now is is that Declan Rice doesn't get noticed so much because of all the other players have come up a level. He's still being immaculate himself. Yeah. But we've now got players that are matching his effort rather than him being on his own. The only thing that worries me is Suchek for me is so good. Can we keep the Wolves from the door? You said this. That's the thing. I actually think we're all right with Rice, especially with Lampard leaving. I think Declan, but I think with Suchek, I think if a Man United or Liverpool or whatever come knocking, then um, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Len, for reminding us about the Villa game. That's right, I, mate. Say, uh, I, I didn't think we'd end up at a high. Um, we've we've got the FA Cup tomorrow. Um, uh, As- Arthur Masawaku is the only one really still not. Um, he's in the gym. He's working out, but he's he's not due on the grass until I think next week. Um, what are we in? We're in. He should be back in March. He should be match fit in March, but he's obviously after his knee operation, got a long way to come back. Uh, but we seem to be doing all right without him. Who he rests tomorrow is interesting. He did his press conference, David Moyes did today, and he was asked about Mikel Antonio, and he said, well, he's very fatigued, so he's got a late fitness test to see whether he can make it. Um, I don't know. Seems to be gilding the lily. Fatigue, fitness tests? Uh, um, he just doesn't want to call it an injury. Um, Rumours also are he could rest um, Declan Rice tomorrow as well. Um, I hope he doesn't rest too many other players. I know they're coming thick and fast, but um, I think if if he rests too many players tomorrow, he could be accused of not taking the cup seriously. Um, John. Hello. Should, should Rice, Rice has played, I think, every game in the last two years. Should Rice start tomorrow? Um, personally, I, personally, I think if he's going to rest players, I would rest them in the league games and go for the cup. Oh. You know, How about Antonio? Should we risk Antonio? Well, tomorrow? I don't think I, I don't think Antonio's fit. Yeah. So you know, it might be a, a, an opportunity for that youngsters, Odipo or whatever his name is, throw him in. Yeah, give him a run and then Len. Len, over to you. Um, Rice and uh, Antonio tomorrow? Well, I'd like to see him play. Yeah, I'd like to see us play our best team. Yeah. Um, I guess really now, uh, I'm slightly disappointed that um, the kid didn't hasn't had his chance yet up front. Either when we was... Uh, we were getting a tonking from Liverpool. I mean, Johnny Law would have put his arm around him and said, where do you want to play, son? You know, rather than just sit there and lose 2-0, he would have used it to sort of give someone a bit of confidence. So I'm quite surprised he didn't come on then. Um, 
we'd have to see. Time will tell how bad Antonio is. I mean, yeah. Moyes will know more than anyone else because we'd have to wait and see. But I'd like to see him play, yeah. Do you think we're going to put our strongest team out or? I don't know. Hmm. We'll I see, won't we? He's talking really down don't. as a little ploy. Could well, well be. Is he really not going to put the best team out? I don't know. Maybe he's playing little mind games. I posed on Facebook today. Have you? You've done what, mate? I posed that question on Facebook today. Oh, this will yeah. be interesting. Oh, well, that's it? probably a good link. Is there anything else we want to, any other business we want to discuss before we go there? Not uh, this week. No. I see I've got a meeting tomorrow, but I've seen the agenda and it's a lot I've of seen, Yeah, I know. I've got that agenda as well so, through... Uh, so it ain't yeah, even It worked. looks like a, a SAB meeting, to be honest. Yeah, you know, it's everything that us moaners thought it will be. So, yeah. I mean, my anyway. favourite is the queues. Uh, that they're going to talk yeah, the about queues. Because <laughs> no one's been there for a year. It's possible that it'll be another six to eight months before anyone goes well, back. I, I think they should discuss how how well the queues are being managed in the oh. last... Uh... Well, we don't know that, so <laughs> yeah. they could be still queuing. Which is not near. Some people still queuing. Um, well, funny enough, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I, I wrote to the, um, I wrote to the uh, chair of the safety advisory board for the London Stadium. And her name's Sheila uh, Roberts, and I said, um, "Sheila, what's going on? Where are the minutes?" She went, "Sean, there's no reason to have a safety advisory board when there's no supporters, so we haven't had any meetings." I went, "All right, fair enough. Good point. Well made." Cool story, There's bro. There's still people in there. Cool story, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's Facebook, Twitter, question time, where hopefully Nigel remembered to put a question out, but not too early and not too late to get round about 12 questions so we don't have to be here all night. Nigel. What time did you put it up? Quarter past six. Oh, dear. How many did you reckon? Twelve. Twelve. Thirty, I'd say. Thirty-one. (laughs) 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 Obviously, we're more popular than we think. Oh, sorry, I just muted you by accident. Oh, right. Well, Mark, can you give that button to my wife because she's been dying for that for 32 years so i hear so she tells us yeah like she talked to you you don't want to know what she thinks of you oh really i've never spoken to her in my life oh no there you go first up i shall tell you what i said i said recording a night with the three musketeers and dog tanyan oh, uh, why am i dog tanyan well, Why isn't he D'Artagnan? No, because well, D'Artagnan was good, isn't it? Where D'Artagnan, you know, that's that. I, was, I don't remember the cartoon. I remember. It, I don't remember how good he was. I thought it was a shit cartoon, to be honest. Well, it was. That's why he's D'Artagnan and we're the three musketeers. Fair enough. Yeah, see? I, I, okay, I got there in the end, didn't this. I? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I did put in brackets, Sean, so they all know who D'Artagnan is. Uh, would you put out a better team for the Cup tomorrow or the league game versus Sheffield at the weekend? 
I put naturally most won't answer that, and you'll just ask your own question. There's six, there's six days difference between it. Why is that an issue? Oh, we're playing tomorrow on a Tuesday, and then we're playing Sheffield United on next Monday. Because that's a modern football, isn't it? Oh. We'll, we'll we'll see who the modern, modern football, football question. Yeah, who the modern football fans are. Um, someone that's not modern is obviously uh, Stelios Kiriakou. Um, he then goes, "Hello, Matty Pips. There are, are a few players who got rested in the past games." He's put Lanzini and Fournell spring to mind. I think you'll find they were dropped still or not picked rather than... Yeah, but that's picked. another modernism, isn't it? Yeah. Rested. Oh, they're rested. No, you dropped Exactly. Mate. Ask him if Diop's still going to Liverpool. Yeah. Still, is Diop still going to Liverpool? Uh, <laughs> didn't answer, did he? Didn't, he didn't. Typical, isn't it? He only picks and chooses what he wants to talk about. Uh, he said even Fredericks had a good game recently and Johnson could also play. Does that constitute a weak team against Man United? I sort of get what he's saying now. Do we have a weak team? He thinks Moyes will put out a strong team apart from Antonio's. Playing him again will be a gamble. He's got a question. Not sure we're going to answer it still. Having seen the agenda for the ISC meeting with the club, is the ISC a busted flush even before it's gotten off the ground? Who shall I give that question to? Uh, Sean for this one. Yes, I've said this. I said this to Andy when he came on the show. Um, I don't see any different now. I've read the agenda. It just seems like, you know, it's musical chairs, right? I hate to say this, and I know a lot of people on this ISC. It's because it's the same people when I was on the OSB, right? And some of them were even on the SAB. Um, it's musical chairs. They've all moved around. There's a few new seats. It's the same old agenda. It's the same old thing. Nothing will get really solved. And it's just a talking shop. Well, the but, supporters club you know, rep was obviously on it with Whistle as well. Which is yeah. quite funny. Anyway, let's go to a proper question because he's greedy. He's asked too. He said, now that Suchek's red cars has been rescinded, perhaps I don't know if he drives a red car, does he? Suchek? I think you meant card, unless obviously card in Greek is with an S and not with a D. But anyway, now it's been rescinded. Should Mason and Dean, who sound like an advertising agency. They do. That's just about to say that. Should they be given bans for the next three games for their poor performance? Should should officials be banned for poor performances? I think we talked this earlier. They can be removed from a list. Do you think um, they should be banned f- for poor performance? I don't know if you're banned, but because oh, this is their... Rested. You, as in you... Think no, no. Why, John? Do you think they should officials should be banned? I think they should be suspended. I, I like that. That's a better word. Len rested, rested. There you go. Yep. Like a bit of steak when it's come out of the pan. Uh, very good. I'm hungry. There's <laughs> <laughs> someone who ain't had his dinner yet. Yeah, I've just yeah. I've every had... time you mention Suchek, I think of potato salad and I really fancy some. 
Just anyway, me. as you were, we've still got another 30 to get through. Yeah. Well, we ain't got on the Twitter yet. Um, Nicholas oh. Harvey, evening, gents, he says, Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. She needs to take Mike Dean and Lee Mason with her to the ends of the earth. Uh, he's, he's being clear, though. He's not advocating death threats. Well, not, not for Dean and Mason, anyway. Uh, but Villa, great performance and result. Moyes, tactically excellent. Most I've enjoyed watching a game all season. Fulham, he put the whole team knackered, never really got going. Demonstrated how we have no real depth to the squad, which goes against what uh, Cool Jazz Stills just popped up and said. He thinks we've got a great first 11, but those on the bench are a massive drop in quality and work rate. Fulham played well, deserved the point. I won't say what he says about Mike Dean, though. Antonio looks ready for his hamstrings to go at any time. Uh, He says, we have to put the strongest possible team out tomorrow night in the FA Cup. Nothing less will be acceptable. I'm with you, Nicholas. Uh, Question time quickly. Uh, Lord Leonard of Canning Town, what's the worst refereeing performance you've seen in a West Ham match? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, off the top of my head, I would say it was the the 2016 game at Stamford Bridge, where not only uh, it was just littered, it just wasn't what done my head in was when he pays twelve yards for the wall for the free <laughs> oh, kick. Is that the Fabregas and, one? Yeah, and the Fabregas. Yeah. I mean, I could have got it in if you if you're going to have a wall twelve yards. Yeah, and then the penalty at the other end that was nowhere near the box. Yeah, which I mean, it just looked corrupt. To be frank, it looked like they didn't want us to be in Europe that day. I was convinced of it. So I think that I don't think you're going to beat that. Was that when Carroll scored at the death? 
Was Andy no, Carroll's I think it was about 20 minutes to go, I think. Yeah, oh, we murdered them. Yeah. Without a doubt, we murdered them. I was and they came over 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, yeah. We were there, Sean, for that. Yeah. Game. And I fell well, over. Yeah. And... You, but yeah, you, I remember. You, that, was a, that was about to say, I was at that game as well. And they didn't need replays, and I couldn't wait to get home to see if I was right. Yeah, they got um, given a, a penalty. was outside the box, wasn't it? Oh, it was way outside. Yeah. Oh, no. See, he's giving me the ump. Who asked me that question? <laughs> uh, Nicholas Harvey. Thanks, Nicholas. That's cheered him up now. I've got to calm him down there, Nicholas. All right. Um, uh, by the way, I've just put Ray's signed art banner up, Len. That will make you feel happy. Thank so, you. Ray Stewart's uh, banner with a link to the signed art. Is down there. Shocked, so, yeah. if you didn't know, Ray Stewart has been signed by Clarence Hugh to be the new blogger for Clarence Hugh, and we put a link to Cannon Towns Lens Studio where you can buy uh, signed uh, Ray Stewart um, one-of-a-kind art, little blog, a uh, little plug there for Cannon yeah. Towns Lens to make him happy. Thank cool. you. So that's made me feel a bit better. There you go. <laughs> Sean, as a Yarmolenko yeah. fan, can you explain what he adds to the team when he plays? Well, I think you've got to look at you know, you you hope he plays that game like he played against um, um, Everton when he, he he scored two, and he he just he ran around and 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 looked the real deal. I, I do get that <laughs> that Yarmolenko doesn't turn up all the time, but I, I he's got the he's got the pace, he's got he's got the skill. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to be consistent. And my hope as a Yarmolenko fan is he gets consistent in uh, what we know he can deliver. All right. Okay. Thanks for that. Uh, like London buses, you wait for one Greek person to turn up and then the second one appears straight away. It's Belinda Kai 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 Ketis. Evening, peeps, she says. I would put the best available team out based on fitness and tactics. I don't think Moyes will play the cup game safe. But I bet if he doesn't start Antonio, there will be the usual chorus of moaning fans on every social media platform. Unless, of course, he claims he's injured and he's not even in the squad bell. Um, some implication that he, the team, the ball, whoever doesn't care and he's trying to sabotage the season. I've not seen that. Villa game last week was superb and the Fulham game, while poor, she says, from our point of view, uh, or yours, actually, Bell, I'll point out, uh, it was a point. Remember, these are games we would have lost last season. I think last time we went Fulham, we beat them, no, Bell? Um, In fact, Fulham have only won one Premier League London derby in the last 20, and that was against West Ham. Uh, Kevin Nolan was playing for us. It was that long ago. Um, and And she agrees that Mike Dean is a questionable ref. She feels sorry for him and his family for the death threats. Appalling. Uh, she's going to continue to enjoy the season. She loves the show. And it's a kiss for all of us, even you, Sean. Thank you, Belinda. Uh, next up, Richard Howe. He, he said, uh, uh, God's evening all. Uh, for me, it's go all out for the cup. A high league finish is nice, but realistically, can we finish the season above eighth? Good point. We're due a cup run. 
I think we're on it. This team deserve it, and it would be so typical of West Ham to pull it off when no fans, lad. Brady out. Brady out. He's pulled. Brady out. Next up, Sean, pay attention. Uh, it's uh, Myrian uh, Williams, Boyle. Um, is Sean trying to get into Rita's good books by writing a story on the away kit being on special offer in the club shop? but chose to ignore the fact that two days earlier it had been on sale for under £17 at a different retailer online. He says, unlike X, who gave the fans a heads up. It cost them £22 then, didn't it? Sean? Yeah. Sorry, I I was muted by X and I was talking away. Right, so what happened is, right... I don't think that retailer was legit anyway. Um, it is legit. It is legit because they've sent the shirts out. M&M Sports well, is a, is a Are you major... saying they're legit? Because I asked the club whether they were fake or real shirts, right? M&M Sports um, is a, a massive sporting retailer, online sporting but, but retailer. Equally, it's one of those things. Where, what was the stock available? Was it just small or whatever? I, I don't know how many people got this deal. Do you know anyone who got the deal? Because as soon as I saw it, I saw it early. Loads. Or have a look how on many? Twitter. Nearly 5,000. Have a look 5, on Twitter. 5,000 no, There's no it. way of knowing that, Nigel. No. There's no way they're going to release oh, the information. I see a photograph, and basically there was like a running total of that deal of the day. And across the band, I, just, I don't know if that was across the the free West Ham shirts or just the one. And right. it had something. So like I want to know how I that saw, happened, well, because yeah, the picture I saw it said like three thousand six hundred something. I've already had this deal. My timeline is yeah, no, doesn't uh, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that's true. That's no tax audit, is it? Well, no. Oh, you can only go on what they put out, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, and you can put. I, I just think it was out. a. I just, I, I, I don't believe it. I, I, and I tell my you what, don't you believe? My timeline is full of people showing their new shirts yeah. live today. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. then fair yeah. enough. All Lots I'll of say people is, done it, and it's a real shirt. Well, all I'll say they, is, they shouldn't be able to buy it. Umbro, the price that Umbro charged the club is more than they were selling it. Right? Do you know what I think, quickly? Go on. I think they, I don't know if it was deliberate or not. But they're selling. They were selling this season's shirts for the same price as they were selling last season's shirts. Now, normally with M and M, what they do is get like end of this bit like the old sports yeah, store. Yeah, I know. I just wonder if they made a and everything else. Yes, yeah? so they buy an end of line stock that they can pick up and sell it and make a couple of quid on each shirt. Now, for whatever and, reason, and, and, yeah. But let's let's get this right, Sean. The club are not going to tell you. If oh yeah, we knew they were going to do that or everything else. All right, but but I, when I went to look, it was already gone, so that deal wasn't available. And literally, I looked straight away; there was none left. Right. By the way, it's sold interesting out. that most of the um, black kits have sold out. Also on the club website, the point I was making. So I'd already done about the lucky kit. Someone had told me we've won four times. We've never lost in it. Blah blah blah. So I did a story about the twenty five percent, and I'll tell you why I did it. I was looking to do a deal, right, in the club, because I get 10%, like some of you, I get 10% extra on my uh, season ticket, which is because my season ticket 600 and something quid. I get 60 quid. Well, I don't know what I can do with it, right? Um, because 
you know, when am I ever going to buy an extra ticket? I mean, once I renew my season ticket, which I assume is going to be the same price, I've got 60 quid to spend. So I thought I might as well spend it in the club shop. You're allowed to spend it in the club shop, right? So that was the plan. My article was about use your 10% credit to buy a shirt while it's on 20, 25% discount. Therefore, in reality, it costs you nothing. You get it for free. You know, well, yeah, better, than, we know, better right. than just allowing your um, money just to expire in the in a season and a half because you've forgotten all about it. you got 10% extra on your, your season ticket. I would say to people, you'd be doing them a better services, just old five people because you know come the end of the March, it'll go to 40%. <laughs> Yeah, and we know. Yeah, you're right, and you know what? In the end, they'll do a fifty percent sell. Yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. Um, and and in the end, I didn't buy, so I made a big thing about. I spoke to the head of retail, Gavin Stanley, and Jake Keith, who's who's the customer service manager, and and Nicola Key, saying the club cash wasn't working on the day of the twenty five percent sale, and they went, "Oh, what you got to do, Sean, is." Buy it with a credit card. Give us a receipt, and we give it back. And that's no. that's going to be open to. Hang on, that's open to any other supporter. But then they've said we've been waiting three days for us to fix club cash. In the end, they came back to me. Jake Keith came back to me at six o'clock and said, "It's all fixed, Sean. If you want to do it now." In the end, you're right. I thought, hang on a minute. Rather than buy the black kid now, why don't I wait till it goes even better and use my club cash then? Um, so you're right. I did have second thoughts about it. But look, if people did get that kit, I don't understand how they got it. And and I, I'm looking at um, kits been delivered. Um, and if you say they're a legit company, I've never heard of them before. Oh, and, I, and I can see there's something very strange going on here because um, if they are legit, and, and they are as legit. you say, if they're a legit they company. Legit. Stop saying um, if. Yeah, they are. Okay, um, I don't know them, so I'll take your word for it. Well, I'll I go just this don't far, see Sean. where did they come from? They must have come from Umbro then. Umbro, and they were, I was about to say they were bigger. They move more Umbro products than West Ham. Oh, do they? All right, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, not but, just but West I can Ham see kids. the club being quite aggrieved that they were undercutting them, but massively, and 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 maybe well, that didn't do the deal right. Well, I think the club. I mean, I know what happened before when. When um, Sports Direct were selling undercutting the club, um, the club put a quick stop to it. Well, the funny thing about that, Sean, was that um, it obviously the word had got out early in the morning. I didn't look at it till about three o'clock in the afternoon. I went on Twitter and looked, and then see it went onto the website two or three times, and I could only get last season's shirts for that price. I couldn't get this season's shirts for that price. I couldn't find them anywhere. So, but I see at least about 25 people that had bought them. And then the same people are putting their pictures up. John sent for a few. I've seen more today that the shirts have started to arrive. quid. Well, fair enough. People who got them, well done. I would have, I would have. Got, by the time I saw it, and, I, and I, it was still the morning, they're all gone. Um, so, how many were available? You say five thousand. That's got any, basically, though. I don't like new shirts. No, I, I won't buy. I mean, I would. To be, I would have done at that price. But generally, I wait for West Ham to stick them in the fifty percent sale or whatever, and then pick them up. Then, 
because I don't need to wear, wear a new shirt. I only want them to put them on Yanga to go in my collection. So I want to pay. Oh, that's them. not a bad idea. That's all I want them for. So I want them for the least amount of money possible. Okay. Oh, well. Next up, Mark Hallin. He says, evening, gents. He says, we've got to go as strong as possible tomorrow. If we can get past Man U, who knows? This could be our year, says every West Ham fan every year before we get knocked out. Unfortunately, it looks as though Antonio may not play due to fatigue. Uh, hopefully, this isn't true, but to be fair, he looks a bit leggy against Fulham. He says, I've posted me questions and drag names too late over the last two weeks, so you didn't get to read them out. I'm not sure what to go for, so he's gone back to the drag names. I've brought a few in for, for this week. He's gone for Paul de Klitson. Uh, Harry Red Flaps. Or this, this one I don't get. He said, Lick Dick Me Le Coxlow. Oh, yeah, I Lick Dick Me Coxlow. Yeah, okay. And he said, don't worry, Nigeria will grow back. It will do, mate. It will. I think she did a bad job, me missus, actually. I went to the, uh, obviously, hairdressers uh, uh, indoor in my kitchen. Uh, I won't do the joke I did online. Heil says, <laughs> with regards to the question, uh, even though you joke because you laugh, but the joke I made online, my missus, mate, she gave me the joke. Um, uh, Ian Wiley, Mighty Wire says, Heil, in regards to the question, he believes that as the second game isn't until Monday night, we can afford to play a strong team in both matches. Yeah, as long as sub- six bloody days gap. That is true. I must admit, I thought we was playing. You Sunday. didn't know that. You know, you've pulled up as well. Yeah, didn't I you? was playing Sunday night. So, um, yeah, you on a Tuesday and then on a Monday night. It's not recently though. Tubby, who's Tubby? Who's piping up now? I sounded like Sean calling someone Tubby. I know. It must be a, a clinically obese person on the stream for Sean to call someone He's Tubby. He's looking in the mirror and giving himself a pep talk. <laughs> 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 now, Tubby, you've got to stop. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, Ian Wiley goes on and said, whatever team Man United put out tomorrow, we should go strong. Next up, Auntie Penn. Evening, oh, she says, and she's All that's right, right. Auntie Penn. Um, from the town. Uh, as strong as team as possible, she said. United are making mistakes, so let's take advantage and progress, hopefully, to the next round. Uh, she's put, I'm sure the red card will be discussed tonight. And while I've never thought much of Dean's threat, oh, well, she's never thought much of Dean, come up, Auntie Penn, come on, you know, better than that. Uh, threats are out of order and embarrassing to those who make them and by association to the club. Keep up the good work and GSB out. That's his first I've heard about this threat. Well, it, I, I, I don't want to diminish it, but where was it made? You know, I don't know. That's the first I've heard about yeah, Well, apparently, I don't know if it went to a family. I'm sure it's been on Claret and you, Sean. When he returns from doing whatever he was doing, we'll, we'll pick us up on it. Because if he was, I did ask, I did ask it on the group earlier, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. What was yeah, the question? Yeah. Sorry, don't, don't, no, no referee. 
No referee has a social media presence. So oh, I, I whoever has it, done yeah. it, if it's gone, if it's gone it's for family. the family, then yeah. someone must have tracked down his family on social yeah, media. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly then what's happened. Where was the proof of all that? Have we seen seen these? I, I, mean, I haven't. I'm but, on but Twitter. You're set on Twitter. me that target. Have you seen I... people? I'll but find you would it. see it, wouldn't you? You'd see people doing stupid things on Twitter. Yeah, you know. because they're gutless. Yeah, it's, it's all right pissing it's in the not... wind and going, oh, I wish we would die or something like that, in the wind and with no connection to anyone and just saying it. That's just malicious, stupid behaviour. Yeah. But people tagging in people. There's a lot of saying people saying they don't threat. believe it. Yeah, that's a bit harsh to say. I'm not going to question it. I don't think that he would say. I don't think he would come out and say that if it hadn't have happened. But yeah, it's probably out there. But has it been? Yeah, it's difficult to understand it. But I'm sorry, it's terrible. You shouldn't, and it's it's football, and you should. People shouldn't get these sort of things on based on that. I mean, my mum would be still inside if she got hold of me every time she threatened to kill me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't know. When it's a social media, yeah, it doesn't I'm mean not it's sure. Twitter. Um, you know, it could have been on Facebook yeah. or Instagram or, you know, who knows? Uh, I haven't seen anything on Twitter. So there's a few people questioning, oh, I've seen he's played the death threat card. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's usual idiots, isn't it? But if he's uh, if he said he's yeah, contacting the media. police, it's a slippery slope with him not, you know, if he didn't really contact the police. Oh, okay. Uh, next up, it's Alan Walkies Woodhouse. Uh, for me, he says, and for a lot of us, we have to play our strongest team every match. And if the players need a rest, then give it to them. No point planning for a situation that may not come up and risk losing both matches. He's got a question, though. Uh, do our, uh, which is a brave question. Uh, do our owners deserve credit for the last eighteen months? He then goes on. He yeah. says they've appointed a manager who's doing the business. Yeah, shut up and wait. All right, God's on, sake! Didn't even finish the question yet. He's put a point. You've got plenty of time to slip your tongue up their asses, isn't it? Just finish what he's saying. Off you go, Nigel. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, appointed a manager who's doing the business, invested in the squad. <laughs> and staying mostly quiet in the media, apart from Sean, obviously. Yeah, spot on, spot on, spot on. on. Sean's not real media, so I don't know if we can. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sean's just making bread while the sun shines, isn't he? Yeah. Hey, 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 making that hey. That's it, yeah, hey, hey, I, I corrected myself. Because he knows full well when this, these people leave the club, his, um, Claret and Huge will just disappear off the face of the earth for no, I don't no think significance so. whatsoever. Because nobody in their right mind would feed a website like yours the information you get fed. No professional outfit would do that. So you've got to well, keep in possibly, there and what you do. But you know what? The brand is strong enough. The brand? The brand is strong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll get... A- I don't want to jump in and defend Sean, but I get what he's saying, actually. He sees the numbers that people read it for whatever reason. Um, 
I suppose. And so, the difference will be when it goes behind a paywall, won't it? That's that will that will show you. Well, he's not going to do it. It's habitual, though, isn't it? I, I know what Nigel's saying. A lot of people look at Clarence and Hugh for the for the West Ham info. Can't be denied. So, so if you hate Sean, have warmth for the knowing that he earns a lot of money at you as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, my money. Dear. He don't need a he don't need a discount on a shirt, a show. Oh dear. Uh, next over such you... a short time, Len, I must say, over such a short time, you've really got to get a measure of the man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Took me uh. took me about thirty odd years. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is you like Sean back in the day. John, isn't it? You've grown up with him, so you've yeah. you, you're stuck with him because he sort of morphed out of control from the Sean that you probably got to. Oh uh, yeah, he cha- he's cha- he changed beyond belief over the last ten years. It's unbelievable. I mean, I mm. I can see it. I've been mean, I've known him ten years now, and you know the early SAB meetings. You know, this was pre-Claret and New Days and whatever. You can see how clever he was in, in the, you know, he was a busybody, what I would call it. That's what I used to call him. He's a bit of a busybody, him, and he? Um, but he was obviously networking, isn't he? Yeah, he was, he was hungry for notoriety and fame of some level. And he's achieved it. Mm-hmm. It's very clever. Plus, yeah, he, he loves winding people up as well. And then he used to sit there and stand next to me and going, who, who, who hit that? What, was that offside? Yeah, well, oh, we got football. we've seen that today, haven't we? So I don't think oh, we... Blimey. I noticed you anyway. and said we were going to talk about that later and never even talked about it. Yeah. Isn't it, Sean? Mr. <laughs> Two-game two band for red card. Three DFA rules. Yeah, slinked away. <laughs> uh, after the FA come out and said he's now available for the next three games as I said he'd get a free game ban and Sean's going no 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 anyway you can Jane get cards for two or one yeah what for dissent <laughs> read the rule book I'm yeah, going to send it to yeah, you if you don't John, believe me crack on. yeah John Mansfield Move says on. evening gents I'd like to know if Haller had a deal agreed with Ajax before the window. Why haven't we reported them for tapping up the player? Because we all do it, John, to be fair. I, say, I think they wanted rid. Yeah, just... they were yeah. probably pleased. I, I mean, he did say he'd been uh, talking to the manager three months be- before, but he could say, well, we were just mates, you know. We weren't talking about well, a deal. That's... Honest, girl. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, are there any Craig Dawson scored more goals signing? than him. That's good to know. Uh, are there any plans to get a free signing striker in? I don't think so. He's he, he, either yesterday or today. He he um, repeated why he didn't want to just bring a striker in. He's very very stubborn. You know, I think I hinted as much as I dare that you know the board wanted to bring in a backup striker, and he dug in his heels and said no. And and to back that up, if you just think, oh yeah, here we go, Sean Pro board and everything. He's done an interview and pretty much said the same thing. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, I saw he it. absolutely. You might said be it. right. You might be right. You got to give it time. Yeah. 
is the West Ham shop, the new DFS, there seems to be a different sale on every day. Well, it's a seven-day oh. sale. Um, so you're right, there is a sale. But going back to your club cash, don't use your club cash. If you've got that extra percent, make it work for you. You know, if you've got a £1,000 ticket, you've got another 100 quid to spend or in the club shop. Or next year's season ticket, Sean. Or what? Keep it to buy next season's season ticket. Oh, I bet you it will retire by then. I bet you've got to use it by a particular date. I can guarantee you that. It, it will expire once well, they've announced. will be in breach of their agreement then if they did do that. Well, no, no. It does say in the agreement for club cash. You can use it for next season's ticket and you can use it in the I'm shop. Sorry, but, yeah, that's what I mean. But, but, that's what right. we said. Hello, but you're not going to be able to use that? it for next season and the season afterwards, which is what... Um, what Nigel's trying to say. Well, we won't be able to spend it, wouldn't we? Because what I'll do, Sean, what, is I'll use it to buy next a season ticket. Yeah. And you'll still I'll have use money it over. next season season ticket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, then the 30 quid, I'll buy some toot out of the shop. I'll buy, you know, 30 miniature figures that are up for a pound. There's um, still ever, ever. Uh, there's an Evera and a Lair um, pictures still for sale, by the way. Yeah. So. But we, I mean, a future discussion is: it don't look like we're going to have fans back in the stadium in August. Possibly, I do. Oh, I do. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, the the reports I've read this um, this today, I think it was, that sporting fixtures could possibly be on last on the list. I don't think so. I think August. I think we're going to see normality. I think most adults will be um, vaccinated by then. And as long as this doom and gloom about South African variant doesn't come true, um, you know, us over 50s, um, uh, does that include you, Len, or not? I can't remember. No. Not us quite. over 50s, apart from Len, uh, should be done by May. Well, you're fi- over yeah. 50, well, you, aren't you? You have a nice time, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm testing. But then we get the Scottish variant, mate. You want to watch out for that. <sighs> I'll tell you yeah. what. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, oh, he's got a drag name. He's got a, a Guy Girl rear poker. Loves to get round the back. Uh, I prefer cheese, to be fair. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're sort of dropped off in it. I'm hoping I put my faith in Twitter again this week. Don't worry. Because I, I, oh, no. I had a good one coming from uh, Lincoln Paul. And I thought, well, let's run with it. But I, I did ask for non-West Ham ones. So we've done the West Ham ones, to be fair. What were you thinking? Well, I thought I'd go. <laughs> I'm never going to eat tonight, am I? So you are after that Scottish joke. That's very funny, Mr. Bucci. Well, well that's because you said Scotland. <laughs> it just, I was just looking <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Jazzy Jazz Jazz Apple says, Why was there such an outrage amongst the anti Moyes brigade after the draw with Fulham? The negativity when we draw, let alone lose, is depressing me. Oh, I just ignore them, Jazz, to be fair. Yeah. When will our very fickle fans learn to shut up and judge end of the season? We all know. When will you learn to stay off social media, Jazz, and not get affected by them? That's what I want to know. Just don't. Just, just you know. Just ignore them. What we do is shut them. off it. No point the finger and laugh. 
Um, we all know he's going to finish way above what our expectations were at the beginning of the season. Uh, he's got a like for that. Stuart Link liked it. Uh, Scotty Bynes. I was speaking to Jazz. Jazz was speaking to my brother in the supporters club. And Jazz was kind enough to tell me how good Canning Town Lim was. <laughs> Clearly not knowing he was talking to him. It started outside after I'd left you. And then he started going on about how great he was. And then I immediately <laughs> walked in and introduced him to you and left you to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. He doesn't know that. He knows Nap is listening. That was me you were talking to, Jazz. It was that guy you were telling me about Kane and Tell Lynn. It was me. It's it's <laughs> it's not mind. the biggest secret in the world, is it? No, but he's, he, it was the beauty of Canning Town then is he, he can move about. He can move among yeah. the He's a man of the people, and the people don't exactly. know what he looked like. That was always the People still don't part. know, really. No. I mean, I'm, you know, what Nigel said. Anyway. Any, anywho. Oh, spoke to his son and daughter. Nice family. Yeah. Uh, Scott Bynes, he says, evening, guys. He put a strong team out of Man United because he thinks they're there for the taking. Um, he's got, he does ask a question. I think we covered it. Do we think that Mike Dean's request not to referee is partly due to his last couple of big decisions overturned? I don't think that is true. Uh, he does say the show's a great listen and Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. Barry Mickle. Uh, we should definitely feel the stronger team. Another one. Go for the strong team. People are loving the stronger teams. Uh, it, Although he'd love us to beat the blunts as well. The, the, uh, we're safe and our priority should be the cup. He said, a few weeks ago, I said that a goal should only be disallowed if the part of the body a player subsequently scores with was offside. So it was Barry to come up with it. I thought this was brilliant when the ball was kicked. I seriously have my doubts that the refs, PGMOL and the FA have the capacity to make a decision of that complexity given how long it took to send Suchek off. And they still got the decision wrong. Did it really need 23 viewings? Mike Dean, early contender for the KUMB Hackett of the Year. And then he put, oops, sorry, wrong podcast. No, Bazza. That's do all right. We all know what year. you meant. We know what you meant. They had me on twice. Um, so I used to love KUMB. The old um, Longers and Skull were, 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 were two professionals. That was good. That was a that good was, podcast. You know, a lot better than the other amateur one. <clears throat> oh, don't be cool. Oh, no time to judge people. <laughs> no, I will say, I listened to the amateur the other day. And uh, if anyone's listening from it, um, I thought it was really good discussion they had. Um, the, and the most recent one with Mr. Sandell and Mr. George Mann. Just to show no hard feelings, people. Alan Day, the uh, Mercedes-Benz mechanic, um says, evening, gentlemen. Uh, go for the cup. He said, I'd play Jeff Pike. Uh, when the lockdowns are over, do you think fans may have more of appreciation of going to football and will it change the atmosphere at the London Stadium? Having a better team to get behind as well. There's a good question, actually. Possibly. Yeah. What do you think, John? Actually, John, I said, not you. 
when fans can go back, now we've all been away, do you think that you may think, do you know what, I want to go back? I was going to ask you that. Um, I I am coming back uh, at the earliest opportunity to come out and see you lot and have a beer and all that, without a doubt. Whether that leads to me coming back and signing in and signing up again, it, well, I think it will remain to be seen. But I do think I do think that when we do go back, if the team is performing like it is, there will be a different atmosphere around the place. The positivity will be will be better at that place. I would have thought. Mm. But then it, it does lead back to the. It does lead back to the support of the team and not the regime, and that 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 could, and that I, I personally I do think wonder, that should maintain. I do, and carry I do on. wonder where Hammers United, if 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 let's say we're all back in the stadium next week and they ask for a march, I do wonder how many people would turn up. I know they will I'll say it's not constant. about results. Sorry, who, who said that? Me. Thousands would turn up. You reckon, even because though not, yeah, not not everyone doing that march went to the game. More than the if eight thousand before. To, not necessarily more. Well, the answer is we don't know. Apathy, but they, I, they I, will. I, you're right. We won't be able to prove each other. I think apathy, and I think some of this is about results on the pitch. Because um, I think we're, we're a fickle fan base. Going back to Nigel's original question, which was the question that the listener asked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good point. Well, well made. You know, if it, for me and my brother, we were going to give up our season ticket were, until yeah. COVID happened. And now we're not. And what I will say is during this pandemic and, and the lockdown, you can only visualise or look forward to going back to London Stadium. You can't do that with Upton Park now because we never, we know it. You know, absence. I wouldn't say makes the art go fond as far as London Stadium is concerned, but you can only looking forward to. It's like looking forward to your dinner. If you know you're going out for dinner and you can look forward to it, do you enjoy it more? I mean, this is like an advertising trick. You can. Because you can only look look forward to going back to London Stadium, it will make a difference to the atmosphere there because people want to be back there now, whereas people like me and brother didn't want to be there before this. So I think you are. And I think that the, the break has done Moyes good. It's, it's given him the time that he needs because when we were, before we were, you know, before the lockdown, the discussions were, why well, you know, should we sack Moyes again? <laughs> and that won't be that like now when we come in. It, the, the, there won't be too much of a change to the board, the attitude to the board. It's, it's more than that, people's view of the board. But if you look at the Premier be, League, I think West Ham's, if you look at it, say, who's benefited the most from the stop with the lockdown and then football? from lockdown onwards, the original lockdown in March. So no football between March and July, wasn't it? What team benefited the most? And now, Don, I think it's West Ham. 
after yeah. we were going down, I think because of the toxic atmosphere around the ground, the marches were only going to get bigger. Let's get it that way. Yeah. The marches were only going to get bigger. Um, they had a grand swell of sport that was growing Amish United. And whatever happens, I, I get it, the back of the team, not the regime, but that negativity does follow into the ground. Um, the evidence is there really for that Burnley game because all if, that if negativity they... started from the atmosphere was building up before after all that nonsense and marching or not marching and people did and, and all the demonstrators and everything else. So you can point to that, that it was building and building. And if the bad results had continued, I, I actually do think we were going to go down. And it was only the, the Moyes turned it around post-lockdown. And then from that moment on, we kicked on. And perhaps it done us more favour, not having fans in the ground. Yeah. Sorry, I, I I think if they were clever, if they were wise, if they were good at what they did in any respect now, they would sack Brady. Because if they, if they sacked Brady now and made that change... Yeah, they'd have a fresh Because yeah. be, when everyone gets back in that ground, no matter what we think and what we do, we're all going to be so just bloody grateful to be out of this lockdown. Mm. We're all going to be so grateful to be anywhere and do anything. Mm-hmm. You take Brady out of the equation, and there'd be a sense of change in that board. Yeah, it could be their salvation if they were if they were clever. They would do that. That thing, that one thing, could could actually save their ownership. Mm. Yeah, you preempted my video for next week. That's a good build-up. Thanks for that, John. Um, (laughs) Someone did ask me, and I did say to him a reply on Twitter, don't worry, I'm doing a full Brady Out video next. Uh, Where I just... um, Because for me, I don't think GSB Out works because you've got to rely on having a buyer. So therefore, for me, there's a lot of effort. I fully understand why... Yes, I'm in the GSB at camp. I fully understand why. Will it ever work? I don't think it will. But Brady out. Definitely Brady out. What do you think, Sean? That will work. Do you think it, it would be a wise move, Sean, at this time? No, I don't. No. Um, oh, you flip-flopped I, I again. Think, no, no, no. I, I, it's not a flip-flop. You know, I, I've been on the record. Oh, you were never Brady out then. You pretended. No, of course I was. Of course I was. And I still say oh, yeah. that. So you're back in but the- I just, no, no. We don't talk. We don't exchange cards. We don't chit-chat. I just think <laughs> the timing's wrong. No? Um, Why? After what we said, if you, if it's a case that people are looking back to going to that stadium for the first time ever, because there's never oh, been... Oh, right. So you're talking where... after pandemic. Yeah. Well, sorry. I thought you were talking right now. You're talking oh, yeah, when now. we're all feeling, back. Yeah, now. 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 Feeling... End of this season. Um, yeah, I, I don't see... What I was this... saying, when I said... When I was saying like, an advertising trick, if you were going back into a stadium that you were looking forward to and you got the sense that you're going back to a different club, which is the results have gone that way, whole feel of the, the, the fan base has gone that way with Moyes, and you were going back to a changed board. I don't think it matters to people. A, 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 a new profile, a new high-profile yeah. 
See, Do you know no, what? I don't think anyone we might that. care, but I don't think a lot of other people care. Well, I think the eight thousand people at March would, <laughs> and, and 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 the representative of the twenty odd thousand who've signed up for Hammers United would. I think I think it would be a clever, wise thing to do if it yeah. was them. I do. If I was a if I was a whisper in someone's ear, I'd tell them to do it politically. Uh, you, you know, perhaps yeah. You're that person. You're that person, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I anyway, like we'll be here all night. That means yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Keep up the good work. Um, says Alan. He says he remembers a great atmosphere his last season up to park, and that was helped by having a decent team. He thinks that Ben Rama, Lingard, Antonio and Bowman would get bums off the seat to create more chances and excitement. Uh, next up is uh, Michael Leary Jr. He's the soul singing superstar from South Tenerife. I don't know if he's moved south or he says, sorry, Nigel, he's got to correct me. Uh, I always thought he was North Tenerife, mate. Still, I've never been to Tenerife, so I was guessing. He thinks we should play the strongest team possible. We've got to go all out for the cup because he's 40, and like a lot of people, and they haven't won a cup since he's been alive. I feel sorry. Do you know, I do feel sorry for people like that. Mm. You know, it's it. I've always think it's easy for us over 45, probably over 50 people to be a West Ham fan because we've got something to cling to. We, yeah. you know, we remember when we won trophies and competed in the league. I mean, Michael's 40. That makes him four years old when we did 85, 86. Um, and from then, it's been, you know, an FA Cup final. That's about it, really, isn't it? Pretty bang, mm. pretty bang average. You know, the, the, the funny thing is, always, if you look at West Ham's history, we've only really been good since about 1963 to 1986. So in 120 years or 125 years, a 23-year period. All the best things we ever did. Even our record win against Berry was in that period. Mm. <coughs> so. It's true what you say there. Funny, I was talking to my missus last night. She hates football. Mm. But she knows who Kenny Dalgleish is. Yes. And I told her that... Um, <sighs> Broke my I told, Well, yeah. I told her that my first game... Kenny Dalglish was there, and it was a, probably a toss-up out of him and Maradona, who was the best footballer in the world at that time, in April 1978. And um, I said, it's, it's probably strange to, if you were telling a seven-year-old now, that when you walked out of that stadium, Kenny Dalglish wouldn't be your favourite footballer, it would been David Cross. Mm. And, I, and I remember saying to her, it's, it seems silly now, but Especially I didn't have to wait long he didn't even score. to know why. <laughs> exactly, yeah. He didn't have much. You know, yeah, exactly. I didn't have to wait long to sort of get the answer to why, because two years ago, or well, yeah, two years, two years, later, you know, a couple yeah. of weeks later, we won the cup. Yeah. And West Ham, younger West Ham fans, won't have that feeling of any justification. Do you know what I mean? They must still must be asking themselves, why the hell do I support West Ham? They ain't got a clue. There's no, been, there's been no payoff for them. 
It's sad, really. Mm. Uh, but it's not your fault, Mike. Don't blame yourself, son. Um, Playoff final wins, maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I mean, how can they? Uh, this is what I probably, because we've seen success up like me and Nigel, we just don't understand the glorification of the playoff win. I mean, it's double failure, isn't it? Followed by a oh, really no, good day out. I enjoyed Preston. A relief. I, get, I will say, I enjoyed Preston. And the, the reason for that was, having been there for the Palace game, and I'd never, I don't, when, I don't know, it's hard saying it as a West Ham fan, you know, when I'd never known disappointment like that. Yeah. I mean, out. I think that was, that was much game. worse. After, the, after the, the Palace defeat, thinking, how the hell have we lost to these bunch of money? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I, 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 that, I was, that was gutting, and that guy. I, I know, because when I went to the Preston game, I think there was about six of us. We, oh, I'd like a chauffeur car to go to the first Palace game. And only me and my nephew went to the Preston game. And I know a lot of people that didn't go to the Preston game because the disappointment of, of the, the Palace game was just too much. There, there was just, you know, it was just soul-destroying. And it was worse than the cup final because at least the cup final, we didn't lose the match. We just lost the penalty shootout. And we were the better team and we had a bit of pride about us. Um, where with the Palace playoff, that was just, even they were stunned, you know, you knew. So yes, that's I, and I, and I, that's why I suppose the younger generation clinked the 2012, didn't they? And the Blackpool game at Wembley. Yeah, absolutely. That's the closest they've set you know? field to. And I'll get it. I've oh, people say, come on oh. tomorrow. You need to. You, we need to. We need a good performance tomorrow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try and be a bit upbeat. We'll stop. With, yeah. Now we're really sucking the life out of this show. Oh, oh, Gary Prince, Sean's mate, he's, he's put with a six-day gap before we play our next match. We've got to go strong. Uh, remember resting players before the quarter-final in 2006. Very true. We played Portsmouth on the Saturday. And we put out, and I, and I always remember this, Dan, quickly, bear with me, is that I, I was working Saturday morning in the Euston Tower. Um, and the job entailed me... Um, Going to work at five o'clock in the morning, starting work so I could finish at um, one o'clock, go to the game. Then when I'd finished the game, I'd then arrange to then go back to the Euston Tower to finish the work. Um, I mean, we're walking in and seeing the team and we put out the reserves. We got beat 4-2 on the Saturday by Portsmouth and you think, blimey, I wish I'd stayed at work. You know, because now I'm working till half past 10 at night when I could have finished at five o'clock. But then on the Monday night, we played Man City in the quarterfinal. And that's when Ashton come up trumps, wasn't it? Yeah. Three goals. And then you think, well, here we go then. Um, on to the semi-finals. Gary Prince says it here. I, did, I should have read it. He's put, we lost 4-2 to Portsmouth with Clive Clark. <laughs> I can't even read it. He's put it here. We've lost 4-2 to Portsmouth with the likes of Clive Clark and Yanni Catan playing, but we rested the others and we beat Man City two days later. 
though he believes we should play our strongest team because of the six-day gap for the recovery. Um, and do we want the likes of Antonio and Rice to have a nine-day without playing? I think we're doing well this season as well because we're having a game. Two games a week, two games a week, two games a week. I think it helps, yeah. The players always say they prefer playing to training. That's right. So... Next up is the Pontif himself, Mr. Simon Pope. He says, evening, gentlemen, short and sweet. He said he'd put out a strong team for the cup. Uh, not sure we're going to play up top, though, because of Antonio. Is he injured or is Moyes keeping his cards close to his chest? Well, we'll find out, on it? Uh, a new name I've not seen. Uh, it's Barry Carcass. I don't know if he's... Carcass? Carcass. There you go. Uh, I would put... Welcome, Barry. So we don't mean yeah, to... we don't want to poke the, for the first time. We'll wait if you comment again and then we'll like pick the bones out of that. But anyway, exactly. I would put... I out, didn't go there. <laughs> oh, no. I would put out our best team for tomorrow with Antonio's. We need to fight... Well, without Antonio, because we've got to find the right solution for that scenario. Good point. If Realistically, are we going to finish in the top six? We've got, not got the depth in squad. Where do you think we should be aiming to finish top 10? Neil Hodgkinson, <clears throat> cut all day long, safe in the league, fatigue squad. We'll struggle to get top six. Hope we're all keeping safe. We're all keeping safe, lads. Safe. Yeah, a bit too safe if you ask me, yeah. Wesley safe Williams. Thousands. Oh, right. there you go. Wesley Williams, better team for the cup. No reason not to go for it. Um. If he's then asked, will there be repercussions for Mike Dean? Not from the not from the referees association. They look after each other. He said death threats way too far, but there should be some official evaluation of his work. That's true. He said, but uh, Sue Check was great for being a professional. Uh, it's the button monkey himself, DJ Russie B. Better team out for the cup. We only have to win four games now, and we'll win a trophy. There you go. Puts a good spin on it. Uh, I'll see you Thursday night, Russ. Lee Goddard. I'll be really disappointed and frustrated if we didn't put out a strong team. Give man, everybody's going for the cup, and it. Um, I had disappointed the week before kickoff when he puts the reserves out. Lee then goes on and says, "We've got to go for it. Um, we don't have to worry about league position, and he wants us to turn up, keep up the good works, Brady out." Uh, Lou points out a double point out which we play on Monday not at the weekend yeah I'll get that now Lou thanks and he points out Sheffield United not Sheffield well Sheffield Wednesday yeah and not in the Premier League and Sheffield FC the oldest football club in the world and not in football league at all so come on pedant Stuart Ling, that's all he said anyway. Uh, evening, gents. Brady out. Another one. Brady out. Decide. He's expecting their best effort. Um, but should we lose tomorrow night? It's only about the league from there on in anyway. But he is desperate for us to win a trophy for his shuttles off this mortal call. Another youngster was only three years when we won it in 1980. So he's not really going to remember it, is he? Paul Nolan, the chauffeur, uh, he, he goes, I can't believe I missed Marion's call on Friday and the offer of doing some shopping for me. He says, and the, and the um, is it Help the Aged? Is it Marion's doing there, Paul? Then? Oh, wow. 
Um, have you had your jab yet? No. It says, uh, it thinks on the lucky Blackford kit, uh, they sold 80 grand's worth of kit. Well. Who did? M&M's. No one knows. Where's all this coming well, from? They, this M&M is, PR department. Well, anyway, mm. he said, I bet they still made a profit. Shows you the margins are high on the kits. In fact, making Well, there's not margin, out. though. There's not... Funny you should say that. There is hardly any margin. The The price... Do you know how much um, the club make on it? Go on. No, we don't, but you do, so... No, of course I do. Well, tell us then. Ten quid. Tell us then. <laughs> Ten quid. <laughs> I want to eat tonight. Ten Hello? quid. Ten quid. Yeah, so, okay. But the, 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 and, and part yeah, of that, it, let me tell you... It's structured a little bit different, that deal. Hang on. So, so Umbro pay to be a technical partner, and part that's of right. that is they get the most of the money. But that that's still exactly. the same for any other retailer. So if Umbro is selling this, why are they dumping... Uh, lots of shirts on the market because the Chinese I don't know. because they oh, want to yeah. sell them. I need to get rid of them. It's a totally different structured deal. What you said is absolutely correct, Sean. But you're saying it in the turn. You you know why? Because Umbro have got lots of kits left over. Because basically, free kits are too much to buy. Um, yeah, but that's always been the same. No, yeah, I exactly. Because that only came about in modern times. In the, even in the 1990s, early 2000s, we had two kits, or the home shirt would last for two seasons. Having three kits every season, yeah, what they used to do was when they started changing the kits every two years is they'd change the away kit one season, home kit another. They started doing that for a little bit. But that- I do get, right, how... Companies like M&M Direct would sell old kit that is maybe manufactured. And But what I don't understand... I think that's a mistake by Umbro, myself. I think, I think you'll find that, that there's going to be a surplus because of the COVID. Yeah. And I, I think they're, they're, they're probably... They might even be a, being a bit naughty, Umbro, um, mm. releasing it a bit too early. But I reckon they could have, yeah, got away maybe, with it in maybe, the next calendar year. Now you've year. brought this all up, I think I'm going to have a chat with... Uh, well, have a, what, oh, you'll get the truth out of them. Sean, remember that, that West Ham also, um, under Golden Sullivan, or under Brady, I should point out, they were the ones who pulled the shirt out of general retail so you could only get the West Ham shirt off of them. Yeah, well, that's not true anymore, though, is it? Well, you go to you go in Sports Direct and a lot of the other sports shops, you don't really see the West Ham shirts now. Now, why that yeah. means we keep control of it, what they fail to get, the bigger picture is, is that the fact that you could walk into a sports shop in Devon and buy a West Ham shirt meant the kids would be looking at the shirts and maybe thinking, I like that, I want to support that team where when they walk into that sports shop now down in Barnstable High Street and don't see a West Ham yeah. shirt, it's not on their mind. And what West Ham did was lost that exposure. You know, when I went up to see Ray in Scotland, mm-hmm. I went to a sports direct there. They only had a Celtic and Rangers shirt. They didn't, they didn't have a Dundee United. And they are the Premier League shirts, English Premier League. Mm. I mean, that's inconceivable to our generation. 
Anyway, mm. anyway, no one wants no one wants dead dead air, um, especially Sean. Yeah, yeah. You find that, Sean. Be nice little Claire and you article for you. I will find out. He enjoyed my, go, but basically, uh, Paul says he enjoyed my video. He says, we have slipped down the league. He says, um, did we think we should have signed a striker? We'll skip that. He said he has been watching the old big matches on TV. I watch them every week. We call them um, from the 70s, and which is a thing I always wonder as well, is why does everyone in their 20s back then look like they're in their 60s? I don't know. I've always wondered that. Um, I don't know. But he thinks... It's like when you see a photo of your father the same age, you swear he's older. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, your interpretation. Yeah. Uh, Nick Stanley says, Evening Queens, uh, definitely a better team in the Cup. It's winnable this year, even if we won't get the go. Would hope even a weakened team would do a job on Sheffield United. Not sure about that. Uh Oh, Dodsey. Oh, I'm losing the will to live now. All right, my answer. How are you doing? Well, finish. Just finish. There's this Nigel continues no. for rambling on. That's six people and counting in the last four weeks. I'll get straight to the point for a change. Uh, this is put out the strongest team. Sean, how much do you believe Nigel gets paid for his view from the shed? <laughs> As he come to the dark side with you, um, no. Is that a question to me? Oh, he says, Sean, how much do you believe Nigel gets paid for his view from the shed? Oh, I, I think I know that. Go on then. Zero. Exactly right. I haven't got uh, um, I haven't got. You a haven't view. set up your adverts yet, have you? No, I haven't, no. Um, because I don't do it for advertising. Um, no. There is a you reason. do it because you're a media whore. Possibly. Uh you just got time on your hands, didn't you, Nigel? It's a bit of both. I'll tell you later, John. Um, he has come to the dark. Has he come to the dark side with you? No, I haven't. Uh, John, have you bought your grandson, even though it's his daughter, the obligatory West Ham baby grow yet? I think I've seen it. One. There, there, there is one floating about. I, I bought it. I bought it. All right. With your club cash. Well, funny enough, I should have done, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I bought it. You George, could have George, there. Did you George see what wanted, I did? George wanted it, and I said I'd take it off uh, some money owed him, and I did. I forgot. So that you was my. Uh, that's my. Uh, that's my uh, um, contribution. He's also Jeff. asked, "Do you have a favourite other football team's kit?" Oh, that's a good question. Well, why do you think? What colour? I'll go Crystal Palace. Uh, That's not bad, shout. which was the um, red and blue sash across the white shirt. That was totally different, um, and we had that as a school kit for a while. In the, so the team with like the seventy-eight team, um, and also some good kits, the Orient kit that was yeah. white with the the braces. Yes, with the red braces. Yeah, uh, but it's funny because I used to go Palace. In the late seventies, I used to go over Orient a lot as well. So perhaps that's why Sublimity. I do like that. Yeah, mine's the Orient braces. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not talking... quite. Sorry, sorry, it's not an Orient podcast. If if do we're talking on? currently, I like the Brighton one with the pinstripes. Oh, it's a bit boring. Do you know the one I'm talking about? The blue one. Yeah, with white pinstripes. Yeah, 
Yeah. I quite like that. I think that's quite a nice kit. Um, how many more, Nigel? <laughs> yeah. How many more, Nigel? Couple more. Okay. There they are. Darren O'Grady. No name. It says, evening, gentlemen, from the still strangely sunny, oh, no, I think he spoke before, Vancouver, another Canadian. <sighs> Don't want to be upsetting them, blimey. Um, now that sense has been seen under awful red cards reversed, I think we should have a decent game on our hands. We need a solid cut run. And you've got to face the big teams at some point. Uh, leave Antonio on. VAR needs to do one. It's a failed experiment and he's now making the dog's day of a ref even harder, even though he says the death threats are not on. They should, it, like you said earlier, Sean, they should broadcast a conversation between VAR officials and the ref like they're doing rugby. Or yeah. ex-players or out-of-work managers to ref. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Imagine Roy Keane is a ref. Um, yeah. yeah. Ian Gravitt. Do you- I definitely want to write yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Gravitt. Uh, the, the Roy Keane thing is funny because if he walked on the pitch with a beard, you knew he was going to have a bad day. That was apparently, um, if Roy Keane, I think, I don't know if it was when he was Sunderland manager, the journalist worked out that um, when he grew his beard, he was in a, a bad place. And he was, he was oh, okay. very easily upset by questions or whatever. And if he was clean shaven, he was generally in a good mood. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah, so it's quite a, an interesting view. That makes sense. Um, how we used to... Well, Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah. Without the weight, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Gravitt, do we think selling Cullen was a bad idea? I've heard he's having a fantastic season in Anderlecht. I think he's their captain. Um, if he says we've lost a few midfielders in Wilshire, Callum Powell, and Coventry may not be ready yet. But if we're not going to have a full strength side, why can't we put Coventry in? As it seems we won't risk putting out Rice and Suchek for the cup game. Uh, would we qualify for Europe through the league anyway? Surely trying to win the cup would get us into Europe. Yeah, true. Well, um, there's two schools of thought there. Yes, we get into Europe by winning the FA Cup, or you let a team like Man United probably guarantee the top four finish win the FA Cup, and that pushes it down to sixth place. But then, if you bear in mind that Man City hopefully win the League Cup, that will make UEFA Cup spot go to seventh, unless Tottenham win, then it don't. Sean Dugan, last one on Facebook. Evening, oh. good form. Uh, he'd put out the strongest team. Uh, he hopes Antonio's up front because he looked very stiff against Fulham. Um, <laughs> all right, maybe not the last one. <laughs> uh, I do think Moyes is going to have to be selective with the games he plays, Antonio. He hopes four nails is back in the team on Tuesday too. Uh Speaking of dodgy refs, does anyone remember that game in the 90s against Leeds when we had three players sent off? Lomas, Wright, and someone else I can't remember. It was the goalkeeper, Craig, the Canadian. Forrest. 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 Uh, Now, that was a dodgy ref. Um, Yes, we lost 5-1. 
to Leeds. Uh, it was in the April. I believe Ian Wright never played for us again because he trashed the referee's room after he got sent off after five minutes. He elbowed someone. And it was such a fantastic game of football um, that it was one of them where you think, blimey, it was right at the end of the season because I know you thought, oh, we're funny we could play like that every week. Even though we lost 5-1, I think even with nine men, we were still attacking Leeds and still in the game. They got three late goals. Um, last but not least, oh, we just put a picture up. <laughs> you pet. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking out how many questions we had. And I remember, hang on a minute. I didn't put that graphic up. Oh, right. So I put it up. For your amusement... Thank you very much. Quickly on Twitter, I know a few names come in. So, drag names, football drag names, that's all I'm going to do. Uh, oh, they can wait till next week, can't they? I did get one quick that I thought was funny, which was... Oh, someone's dropped the ball. That's that's my coaster at the bottom of my glass. That frightens the shit out of me every time I lift the glass up. When the coaster sticks at the bottom of the glass... And momentarily, I think I've dropped the glass. <laughs> but it's stupid, really. As you were. This is not podcast conversation. As you were, so, Nigel. Drag names. Uh, Paul Lincoln. Paul Lincoln Emma said, uh, Nicky Buttplug. <laughs> no, um, you've got to be a bit more constructive no. with this. Um, <laughs> band 316043340 went... Ralph Minge or Chico Arsenal. I'm not, I'm not finding these amusing no. anymore. It's, yeah, it, well, it's sort of past yeah. me now. Okay, I'm just skipping through. Uh, worn off. This one I did like. RuPaul Walcock. At least he understands the concept. Yeah, I thought that was uh, Tyrone Minge. Oh, this was the one I liked. You ready for this name? Uh, Jeez Horncamp. Don't work because no. that's an right. Prediction. Hold up, <laughs> that is an actual name of a footballer. Oi, Nigel, you're rambling now. You're rambling. You, Three, two, one. Mean. Back in the room. Uh, da, 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 we need to move on. Like we moved on from cheese, we need to move on from Chris Sharp. Names. Gay Given. Alan Queerer. No, see, 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 I'm going to stop that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's stop. Right. Predictions. Johnny, if you're still awake, we've got two games. Uh, Fifth round at Old Trafford against Man United, following by the Blades, Sheffield United on next Monday. So we won't podcast next Monday. Predictions. Uh, 2-1 loss tomorrow night, I suspect. And a draw against the Blades, the mighty Blades. 1-1. Nigel. Uh, famous victory tomorrow night uh, to follow it up with a defeat against Sheffield United. <laughs> Typical West Ham. Yeah. I'm going to go 1-0 with... on both games. So yeah, Len you can't might. get that in. 1-0. Oh, I didn't want them. <laughs> <laughs> 1-0 against uh, Man United. 1-0 against the Blades. Len, last but not least. Uh, I'm I'm somewhere between these two guys. Um, I'm hoping for a famous victory. I feel we're going to have a very, very West Ham week. 
and I think that might be enough of a, of a prediction. But I think I, I think we'll we might lose three one tomorrow um, somehow, and I don't I, I, a nil nil against Sheffield Oof. United. Oh, great way to finish the podcast, Len. Yeah. Last now, we're going to beat Sheffield United. Oh, good. We're going to beat Sheffield United. Right. We're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Sean. John has been. Dropping off. Slowly Nigel has been. Worn out. Len has been. Thinking of dinner. Come on, you irons. Back next week sometime, not on Monday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.